Hey everybody, Terrence and I want to thank you so much for all the Drinks With My Wife podcast downloads. Thank you! <laughs> he can never give me my moments. Never. Anyway, we're glad you're enjoying it. Please be sure to share with your friends, family, and colleagues that you think will enjoy our madness as well. And don't forget to subscribe because that gives you notifications of new episodes which happen every week. Thanks again and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Man, I hate this shirt even more now that I'm looking at it. Why? I love that shirt. It's kind of like Where's Waldo, but kind of lame. Like, if my mother had put me in this shirt as a kid, I would have been real fucking pissed. It's very Garanimals. It is. It, oh, man, remember Garanimals? Anyway. <laughs> when, you were, when you were a kid? Yes. It's so it was, silly. Like, people didn't know how to coordinate things, so you had to have <laughs> the giraffe. freaking tags on yeah, it that, that let you know exactly. if you want a giraffe shirt, you should get a giraffe pair of shorts. But you all didn't, you know, there's no boys in your family. So did you have, uh, did, did they have tough skins for girls? I have no idea what that is. Oh my God. Tough skins were those jeans made by Sears that are not biodegradable. Like they are filling up places right now. I thought now. Sears only did like Wranglers. No, no. This is pre-Wranglers. They had little knee pads in the beginning of them in, on what? the inside. What yeah, was going on yeah. with those pants? <laughs> what was happening to elementary school? What were people doing? What like, were kids wore, doing? If you wore tough skins, hit me up. Was like, this parochial school? Good <laughs> <laughs> joke. Oh, seriously, tough skins. They were those indestructible jeans. I've never heard of them. Like in literally, my life. you could stand them up in the corner. Like tough skins was no joke because they were really like rigid denim. Tough skins, That's which funny. it does sound like they should be like sponsored like gay porn. Like seriously, like <laughs> like it's like so custom made for. Maybe they did, but they had Maybe the little pad on it. Not a full pad. It was just like a sliver of something. Yeah, they're they're I've the never most, heard of it. They I've and they came in colors like. Uh, soda pop that that was red and like yeah not soda pop they, they had, anyway tough skins that's really I, funny. I'm, we're gonna have to google that i wonder if they that. still make tough skins oh uh, no they no i'm sure they have cut them into shreds and made tents out of those motherfuckers because <laughs> they did not break down they never got softer they never they're got making softer. billboards out of those <laughs> exactly exactly what was your favorite gift as a kid that you received my favorite gift as a kid hmm um, you know, I wasn't a kid. Oh wait, no, 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 wait, no, no, no. I, I was because I was about. To, I was thinking of a gift. You know what? I was going to say probably, probably no. Um, kids, hopefully, uh, I got a. I, my dad got me a big wheel when I was in uh, Fort Wayne. Whenever I was a little kid, my parents had divorced. We went back to Evansville, and I was complaining. I was about to say whining. I was always a complainer. I never whined, but I would. I would. <laughs> fucking complain about the world it's funny i was you've, like and i ain't got a big wheel in this motherfucker you've picked up the whining pretty well though <laughs> but yeah he got me a big wheel um when we went back to visit one summer and man i rocked were you surprised no because he was going to get it it was not for it to be a surprise oh, so like, you knew that you knew he was yeah, gonna get you know, it he kinda, you. He, you know my dad we weren't spoiled but it definitely was a bit of the <clears throat> disneyland dad thing mm. where when we went back Especially those first early summers. I mean, shit, I started when I was six, seven years old. So he bought us things and we ate pizza. I mean, we literally, we went there one year for only three weeks one summer. And man, we went out to dinner. Not out to dinner. We ate out every night. For every meal every, or just dinner? Well, no, you know, we my dad would cook like breakfast and stuff like that. But he right. also, remember, he also, he, my dad was a uh, delivery driver. So he left to crack a dime. Oh, I see, I see. Man, we would get up. 
and we'd have pizza and we'd have friends over, people staying the night. And man, you know, my mom did not play that shit. Like she, man, I, I remember like the next summer it was different. And she's like, mm-hmm, I had a word with your daddy. Like, cause man, he spoiled us. But that was my, I remember that summer where he bought me a big wheel and I thought did it was your, the best thing. Did your parents spoil you when they were together? No. I mean, well, my parents divorced very young. So that would probably be a better question for my older brother, oldest brother who's 10 years older. So he can say, yes, he was fucking spoiled. But <laughs> Says you. We were. We were Let's we, hear his me, side. Me and my middle brother were not. We, we, there was not enough money coming in monthly for us to be spoiled. My mother was like, hey, well, I'll spoil you with, with food and heat. Did you, did you recognize that, though, as a kid? Like, you just said there was not enough money coming in. Like, did you, as a child, did you recognize that? Did you recognize there was not enough? Or is it now that you're older that you kind of recognize it? Uh, it was, you know, I can tell you exactly when it was. But no, I did not recognize that growing mm-hmm. up. Uh, I didn't, you know, it, it's that, I, that line I say all the time. But it's, I love Zora Neale Hurston when she says, I never forget the day I find out I was colored. Um, I remember when I found out we were poor, mm. when we changed, I changed middle, I changed elementary schools and we had moved, uh, and we moved and we ended up going to a different school and there was a lot more white kids there. There were white kids in my previous elementary school, but they were poor. So mm-hmm. it was interesting to go somewhere where there were middle class and you could see their behaviors and like a good friend of mine, David, he like, I never forget we we're playing soccer that first day. First of all, I'm black from an inner city. What the hell I know about soccer? There was a ball out there. I was chasing to get around, <laughs> but I look like a rock star. That's funny. <laughs> but, um, but I never forget seeing him. He's wearing like an eyes out shirt and he's just sweating like crazy. And all I could think was, Holy shit, I cannot believe he's playing in his good clothes. And it's not until I was around, we be, David and I became friends, where I recognized they don't have good clothes. They just have clothes. They have at, nice clothes that they wear all the time. All the time. Whereas Interesting. first day of school, at that school, um, you know, I was dressed up. So I was, you know, I, I was wearing my first day of school clothes. Where that, that was one of those moments where I recognized that uh, we were, we did not have what they had. But. The thing about it is, I was living in a, I was living in an all black neighborhood. So, I, and people around me had the same economics. It's not till you venture outside that where I think you get exposed to it. But well, no concept of it. But because for me, there's a difference between they have more than you doesn't mean necessarily mean they're wealthier than you. Quite frankly, but but what what I guess you said you were poor growing up. Like what? What do you mean by that? Because, and the reason why I ask that question is because I think, like, obviously your mom, you've always talked about your mom worked several different jobs. Yeah. You always had food on the table. Mm, yeah, you lived in a home. Yep. And so, but what what was it about your dynamics that made you recognize that you weren't living the same kind of life as somebody that did have money? Like, what was that pivot point in... Do you, hmm. do you know what I do? You know I do. I, mean? I think I, I definitely think the the clothing thing was an example. Uh, we also moved a lot, mm. you know. And one of the reasons we we thought I never thought about us being poor is because we didn't live in the projects. Like, look how low that line is for economic solvency. Like, oh, you know, we ain't live in the projects. You know, we. But would, there are those those degrees. There, there are those degrees because yeah. we 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 used to joke like we were, we were fucking project adjacent. Like, I moved nine times in eleven years growing up. Wow. Yeah. So that alone. So, but again, never felt like I did without. But the older I got, I think that's the more you got exposed to having differences. But again, and it wasn't until high school 
that I moved to an area that was let where there were so there were so many less black people around. Mm. And being black plays a big part because even those black people who had two working parents and were, you know, working class and doing mm-hmm. well for themselves and I'm my mother's raising three boys, you know, when whenever you live in a, a community that's all one ethnicity, especially with black people, I can only speak to that. Even the people who got a little bit of money don't think they're better than the people who got no money. Like, mm-hmm. we're all in that shit together. So I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah so. But I have to say, I've been to Evansville. I've been to where you grew up. <laughs> Tread lightly, man. Don't piss on my hometown. And <laughs> and it is li- there is a clear line between the haves and the have-nots. It's the, like... It's it a train ro- track. It ro- it's literally a train track. It's that's train that's track really no joke. Next to and it also it's a little bit like you know in the Wizard of Oz when she goes from black and white to color, <laughs> like the house lands. She opens the door and it's all this like brilliant, yes. multicolored kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It that's how it felt. It yeah. felt like and it's literally it's truly disgusting that when you cross over the train tracks 40, highway 41 all of a yeah. sudden it was like the oh, the, the, the yards are lush yeah. and the homes are big yeah. and so it for me it seems like where you grew up it would be really clear who has money and who does not no, but not so much because you know the other thing is that you know uh a group i don't I'm like five steps ahead, you know, I get to shucking and jiving. <laughs> but the thing about it is, um, even being poor, you took care of your shit. Mm-hmm. So even one, even though one of my right. best friends grew up in the projects and he literally lived with his grandmother and he slept in a fold out bed on in the front room. I came even in high school. This was all hmm. through high school. I came over to pick him up or I rolled over there when we were kids. What does he do? Got up. Flipped up that bed, made the couch, put the pillows back, right. made sure everything was straight. Like You took care of your stuff. So the version that you saw of Evansville is a lot more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but growing up, you took care of your stuff. There was still pride in the things that you did. One you might not own a lot, but you took pride in the things exactly. that you it was did like, own. It's my home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You didn't get to, like, I never thought that we could be better. There was never a moment where I thought, damn, I wish I, wish I were that. You know right. what I mean? I just, I never, there was never any envy, uh, especially when I'm thinking about, especially being very young. Now, once we, I didn't even think about that concept until, I remember when I was in college, especially my sophomore year, like all the white kids were going to fucking spring break. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm fucking working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, American Eagle is open. I'm working. Yeah. So it was like, damn, you look around campus like the only black people only people you're seeing near or around campus were black and it's yeah. like damn you know and I remember joking with a friend of mine Rodney he's like yo they they live in a di- they being white people live in a different fucking world they're going to Cancun which I had no idea where the hell that was anyway <laughs> it's not like I could go if I wanted I'd be like yeah I'll be in Cancun next week I got no fucking clue um, that's okay they probably got the clap while they were there <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was the thing like you don't for the most part, and even throughout all the places we've lived, I've, we've all—I've always liked being surrounded by people um, of a certain kind of makeup and mm-hmm. similar economic backgrounds. So I never that there was never a want for me, but there right. definitely became an awareness as I got older. When I—I I never did—I never forget. I, something happened with my mother's taxes. I had to help her with her taxes once. Um, I think it was like a sophomore in college. 
And when I saw what my mother made, I was like, holy shit, like, how did you feed people with this? Yeah. Like, maybe she was tricking on the side. Because it was like, there's no way you should be able to pay. You're going to hell for, for saying that. Well, I'm going to hell for a list of reasons. <laughs> Making a, a sly joke about my mama ain't going to be the first one. I'll see you there. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but no, I just didn't. That was an interesting question. I don't really think about awareness. Were you, did you, how, let me ask you this. Did you. You all, what would what would you consider you all when you were growing up? Like middle class? Well, I think if I reflect on it now, I would maybe call it that, maybe, but you know, definitely working class. I mean, both my parents worked and they weren't college educated. So right. I mean my dad owned his own business though. But um And your mom worked in a school. And my mom worked, worked in, in a school. So they weren't they weren't professionals. They weren't, you know, attorneys or doctors mm-hmm. or um, you know, quite frankly, even accountants right. or right yeah. something Whatever professional in a levels. corporate in a corporate environment. But we definitely never wanted for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we were definitely that family that you took a vacation a, a year for sure. And we were, as I've talked about before, we were very, very fortunate. Every mm-hmm. other summer we went to Italy for six weeks. Um, and, um, but I never... I think because my entire neighborhood was that way mm-hmm. was was this kind of working class group of people. They were they were people just like my parents. Right. And so I had no real frame of reference mm. until I got a little bit older, maybe you know 13, 14, whatever it was, and I would go to a friend's house. Mm. And if that friend's house was, you know, we lived in a ranch, right? Okay. And so if that Friend's house was like a, a split, a, level, a split yeah. level or a two level home. Got a swimming pool? What the fuck? Yeah, it felt really like wow. And but the interesting thing is, is I never looked at it as though wow, you guys must have money. I never mm. looked at it that way. For me, it felt more like it felt really modern. Yeah. Yes. It felt modern. It right. felt like. God, because, I mean, again, we talked about this in a previous episode, right? First gen. My parents were immigrants. They were old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was living they in a slice a of Italy within Trumbull, Connecticut. <laughs> and so if I went to someone's home and they had this kind of this modern stuff, right. home, mm-hmm. right? Um, it just felt modern and young. And I don't know. It was really just really kind of different i I will oh sorry that's okay i will say this though the one thing that i do and by the way i never felt like going to italy every other year for six weeks was extravagant no it wasn't until i got older and i would share that experience with someone they were like man that must be nice yeah and i and then of course as you get older and you start to recognize how um how lucky you are unfortunate but that's, you've been. but that's not just economics that's also european or no no that's also non-american people that's the one thing i learned living in new york people who are from another country travel back to that country every year if they can yeah if they can if, if they can but, like they go back but i never recognize as being that that as being fortunate in the way yeah. that they saw that right but i did have a friend um throughout junior high um and high school mm-hmm. and i'll never forget her and her uh family 
and she had an older sibling and her parents, they would go like to somewhere in the Caribbean every year. Mm. And that seemed really exotic to me. Like, oh shit, honey, get to go do that. <laughs> right. And, and they were this kind of family where like they did act sporting activities together right, too. Right? right. So it was like, yeah. So in any event, I guess all of that is to say, I didn't evaluate my family situation in terms of any kind of wealth or non-wealth. I never felt like we were poor. I never felt like we were rich, but I also didn't attach the label of middle class to it right. either. I just I just didn't. Well, well, it wasn't, and maybe that's the thing. I think now it's so forefront. Like that's why I could imagine being a young person being on Instagram, you're gonna know who's got what and yeah, what you ain't got. that's the unfortunate but, thing. But let me, think, let me ask you this. Like within your family dynamic, like, because all your family's back in Italy. I mean, I guess you do. Your your mother has some cousins and shit in the Bronx. But um, was there ever a? Are there economic levels within your family where you can go? That cousin's doing well, or my mom's cousin's doing well, and then there's another cousin who's fucking struggling because you can. Our family, so my families are so big, especially one side of them. There's a lot of economic disparity within there where you can go so and so's doing good they're not rich i don't have any rich people that i'm aware of right now unless they're evading taxes but i have i have <laughs> but if you're out there see your cousin a check but but no that thing like there's there was not a huge variation within our economics did mm -hmm. you all have that i don't believe so again i don't believe so and i say i don't believe so because you're right. All of our family was in Italy. And I didn't feel like even though their life was in Italy, it was much different than ours. And I think a part of that is just because we lived a very simple life, right. quite frankly. And so did and so did they, right. right? They didn't have these extravagant homes or do these extravagant mm -hmm. things. They were just leaving. A, they were working hard mm -hmm. and leading a very simple life. But I think what well, let me ask you this. Given that... Are you about how, to oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So, given, sorry. <laughs> what'd you think I was going to ask? No, no. <laughs> um, but given that dynamic of you seeing yourself as being poor, and I don't want to position it as though you weren't. I'm just saying this is this mean. is how you saw yourself as poor. Do you feel like that shaped how you dealt with finances once you got old enough to be dealing with finances. Like once you started working and I know you started working very young and making money and you know, you paid for school and things like that. But, but how did your upbringing shape how you handled your own finances? You know, <laughs> damn, that is, profound right i feel like i need to lay down on the couch to respond to this shit i'm really brilliant because <clears throat> yeah he really <laughs> need, continues to shine through you know i don't think i even recognized no i know exactly um when i reckon when i recognize how my upbringing it impacted me is whenever i decided that i was going to when uh, my ex-wife and i were trying to get money in order my ex-wife comes from a middle-class family i did not and so you know her knowledge of her knowledge about savings and things of that nature mm -hmm. she knew mm -hmm. whereas for me i come from a family that was robbing peter to pay paul mm -hmm. so that's yeah. when you shift money around to do this and there's not there, there was never any long-term plan you know there was never any 
I when I there was no concept that one day I'm going to need a savings account. And a savings account was to make sure in case I wrote a check and that shit bounced, they didn't fucking charge me. <laughs> like that's what it was. And I, and so I think it was in my mid twenties whenever I was like, holy shit! Like I don't know anything about it. And the older I've gotten, um, the more perplexing it comes because mm-hmm. now you now you can look back. And you can go, man, if you were raised with money, and by the way, I'm not talking about riches, but if you were raised just around money, it's such a leg up in the world. Yeah. It is such a leg up. When you can, when the first home you buy is because your parents are able to give you a down payment, mm-hmm. you, you're done. I mean, you're so much more set up yeah. than the person who literally is saving 10 to 15% of their every check they have for years so they can get that down payment. Yeah. And yeah. and there or you know never being able to reach out to my mother for rescue mm-hmm. like never being able to go you know what that Discover card I got in college yeah psh, apparently I got to pay that motherfucker down I'm thirty <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like so my, you know that's funny that's whenever you begin to look back and I don't look back on it with any level of shame or anger but you just you you're able to look back and go man if you had money mm-hmm. it is a step forward in this world and anyone who acts like it's not that Horatio Alger up pull up by your own bootstraps that is a lie being sold to the masses but, man but I also think because one of the things as you're talking and I'm recognizing even about my own response is that everyone that I knew even if they had more worked really hard for it I didn't live around anybody who inherited anything mm. everybody worked for it yeah, right it wasn't until I got much older that I started to meet those type of people right, right? when I went off to college and I met those type of people right. who were inheriting money old money um, <laughs> like they used to own slave money I think maybe <laughs> I think maybe like um, real money. Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about it, but I think <laughs> yeah. But um, and so I think that shaped my own views on money, quite frankly, because I started. You know, I had a paper route when I was mm-hmm. eleven years old, and then I went and babysat, mm-hmm. and then I started working a job when I was fifteen years old, right. and then from the time I was sixteen, I was working. Right, and. And because there was this recognition that you work for the things that you want, nothing will be handed to you. Mm. The one thing I will say, though, that my parents didn't, first of all, they didn't talk a lot about money, which quite frankly, I think was probably a bit of a mistake. It's 100% a mistake. Yeah. That we've tried to. Yeah. By telling our kids we're broke. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. <laughs> no, we're not going um, to dinner, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but but they didn't talk about money. And there was also no talk about it wasn't necessarily there was no talk about how to save money, but but they were very much a cash couple, meaning mm-hmm. they didn't buy anything on credit. And if they did, if they did buy it on credit, they paid that bill in full mm-hmm. by the end of the month. And and that's Quite frankly, that's just not a real, in modern times, it's just not a realistic way of doing things. It's just not. There also was not a real, and my parents did things like they invested, right? But they bought land because that's the thing that you did. Yes. It's so generational, which is also super smart. Right. And, um, but, and if they had stocks or whatever, they never really talked about it. Did they invest in it? Yes, absolutely. They did, but they never really talked about it. Right. They never really educated on 
those types of things. You know, and I think I think that absolutely shaped my own views yes, on to. on money as well. Yeah, it it has to. I I think about you know I, I going off what I know now, knowing what I know now, and I have two older brothers. Uh, knowing what I know now, first of all, our conversations that we have um, with our kids are very different about mm-hmm. the about money and credit and how that impacts your life. Spending. Yes. But I think about what I know now, like the things that I would want to say to a kid. Like if there, if we, let's say we had three boys, I'd be like, look, when you graduate, I'm going to loan you this. I don't care if you, I want you to buy something of value. And then you're gonna you can do it with your brothers. Like you all should have one house. You would only do that if we had boys. No, you can do it with the girls too. <laughs> Shit, come on! No, no, no you, you dug yourself. You dug yourself a hole. I now. was using my, I was using my own life as an example. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, okay. That, that's okay. You dug yourself out. You dug yourself I out. Didn't, I, I nice save. Nice save. Nice save. Look, all I'm saying is the idea of how you can use one another to support one another. And yeah. I and I don't think I, I think the I think there was a belief system that we recognize as bullshit now that if you work hard you're going to make money and you will be okay you go to you know I come from that go to high school you're gonna go to college right and you're gonna do your all future these, set oh you're done your future set if you're, you go to college you're done and you don't even realize yeah. like like holy shit I graduated with damn eighty thousand dollars worth of debt like yeah. I'm already behind the eight ball as opposed of as opposed to saying. These are things that you could do to help structure your future. Mm-hmm. And even though you're young and you don't see it just yet, it's damn huge. Yeah. You know, I think about the times that we've sat down with our son and had conversations about savings and economics. Never had those talks, talks with my parents. Oh, me neither, Never. really. Never never had that talk and i don't and i don't even if and the thing about it is i don't think you need to have money to have that discussion i think you just need to have experience and just be to go look yeah. man if i had to do it we had that conversation with the daughter if i had to do it over again i wouldn't be taking out a bunch of damn loans right to go to college yep like because i'm gonna graduate i'm gonna owe more money to the u.s government than i am going to make for the, the next 20 years. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, think about that pothole in my lawn. Yeah. So it's just like, it does, I think it, it does shape you. You know, and the thing that you were saying uh, along those lines about how it shapes you, um, it's not that I've never thought about my future. What has been the way economics is actually, the way I grew up has shaped me and my mindset is that as long as there's, my mother's thing was always, as long as you're fed and there's a roof over your head and we got each other, we're good. Right. Which is a great adage, but you know what? It is actually really fucking dope because I'm never worried. Yep. We got love. We got friends. I'm like, oh man, we good. Rent paid. We got booze. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're good. The rent's due, it's due on the 15th. Shit. Mail that check on the 15th. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that idea that what's most important, because I think it's so easy to look back. I never think about myself as growing up poor or mm-hmm. less or having less. Because when I reflect on my youth, I think about what we did have. And if we had those things, we were golden. And that's kind of the way, that's not kind of the way, that's the way we approach it now. Right. Where we just go, man, we, we're good. We'll yep. be fine. 100%. I totally, totally agree. Right. That's, awesome. Man, let me tell you, if you grew up. This time up, has flown. It is blazing by. If you grew up poor, broke, rich, whatever, how did economics, how did growing up, how did your economic situation growing up affect your current life? Mm-hmm. Because to me, it, that is the most 
fascinating shit. And that's a great question. The most fascinating shit in the world because it does yep. influence you. It, it does. absolutely, it, it absolutely does. It mm-hmm. absolutely does. Thanks everybody for joining us, and we uh, we want to say bye now. That's it. <laughs> that's all like, we want to do. That's say how goodbye. rich people say bye. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for joining Drinks with My Wife. Please be sure to click the subscribe button and rate us on Apple Podcast and Spotify.